Welcome to the Insatiable Lust for Life with Stephen North. Hello everyone and welcome to the Insatiable Lust for Life. This is Stephen North and I'm here with my beloved Amy North. We want to take you on a journey this episode with the music from Heart Activation Music, music from other people around the world. And we also want to share experiences in Melbourne. We want to share an experience that we've been trying to express uh, for quite a while and the words to be able to explain it has been rather challenging. I've tried to write it, I've tried various different things, but I want to share the origins of what happened during the fall of Atlantis as was explained to me and also try and access some memories to see if or even a different perspective to see if I can remember kind of a little bit of a test I should say so what we're going to do is we've got three songs that are about to be released on the heart activation music we're going to go in that and we're going to go straight into them in fact the song that I'm going to go into is called introspection And the reason why this song got created is to express what I was feeling during a period of time, which was just this weekend, where I really needed to practice some deep introspection, deep introspective skills because of what I had to dive into. And as Amy explains, literally own my shit. So owning your emotions is really something that Amy is has been reminding me about, especially through this period of deep healing, where a lot of the stuff that I've suppressed from over many lifetimes, apparently, but this, especially this lifetime, uh, is coming to the surface and is in need to be expressed. It's there to show me and teach me and guide me. And suppressing those emotions really aren't, it really is not a healthy thing. And I have spoken about this in the past. And it's probably much easier to do it in a group because there's a group environment where we talk about these different things. We can explore different techniques and methodologies into how to work with emotions. Um, Introspection, the song, is all about this process. And what I try to do with this song is capture the emotions of what it's like to be in a deep introspective environment uh, process because diving into these emotions and cleaning them up and understanding them and uh, releasing them It's really an important thing to do for all of us. And we really shouldn't judge people if they're having a bad day, month, year, because it's all relative to us. We're all experiencing it and it's all part of growth and development. Uh, Like, you know, getting angry with myself because of being, having the expectation that I should be able to manage the emotions more efficiently and effectively um, was unrealistic for myself, to be honest. Uh, But, you know, I was trying to focus and get work done. So, being distracted was really uh, annoying thing for me to experience. So let's go dive straight into the introspective, uh, in, the song Introspection, uh, which is coming out in July on Heart Activation Music. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Insatiable Lust for Life. This is Stephen North. When I was in Melbourne earlier this month presenting at the Heart Activate, presenting the Heart Activation Music at the Mind Body Spirit Festival, I had such a great opportunity to learn, to see, to observe, to witness that I'm. It's amazing these festivals because of the level of detail that goes into the creation of the booths, the presentations, the people that are there, the friends you meet, the networking. And these are just incredible opportunities to attend. And being in Melbourne again was amazing. I, t- I t- spent a few extra days there so I could actually see the city and do things such as jumping on a river cruise and going out to dinner. Um, I would have loved to have explored more of the city uh, and go to a few shows such as the Harry Potter musical and do a few other things like that because it's an opportunity to be in the city and immerse yourself in the culture. Um, when I was at the festival, what I managed to experience was um, firsthand was what I'm going to, it's an article that I'm writing about, which is called Psychological Identity, or you could say it's Spiritual Identity, because it's more easily to identify in the spiritual industry, where people are claiming to be specific identities. Now, Amy has spoken to me before on this topic, a few times actually, where we are looking at the... Um, where we're looking at the identity of ourselves and when we're moving to a space of I am this, I am that at a psychological perspective when we're saying I am love, I am gracious, I am happy we completely understand that because that is more about recoding the neural pathways in the brain, recoding behaviours you know, we can implement things such as why am I happy? And the brain will start searching for why am I happy? Because when we start saying things such as why does this negative stuff always happen to me? The brain will start searching and to give you the answers as to why this negative stuff happens to you and it will keep manifesting this negative stuff. So if we start changing our neural patterns and you know, saying things such as why is this positive stuff happening to me? The brain will start searching for the answers as to why this positive stuff happens. So what I'm seeing in the psychological um, identity or the spiritual identity is, you know, as light beings, if you want to call it that, we are so vast in what we truly are. And, you know, as I've written on Facebook posts and Instagram posts and stuff like that and the experiences in the newsletters that I'm sharing, Uh, It's saying that Amy's always saying, yes, but we are so much more. There's an experience where the group collective uh, comes through when we're talking about prime creator and they were saying, you know, as an individual, you are prime creator as a group, we are prime creator, but we are also so much more. And that the term prime creator was just introduced because it needed to have some sort of identity to keep, for people to keep moving towards. And, uh, you know, because what we really are, we are, there are no human words for the you know, incredible vastness that we are. But you know, our lifetimes is really not to explore that, our lifetimes is to explore ourselves. So when we're saying we are these spiritual identities such as I am Sophia, I am this, I am that, I am this, it really is a limiting experience to have because you're not it, you're more. And to limit yourself to this experience of you are just this one identity really is a limit it really is limiting it's just not healthy it's actually sad like when i was in los angeles an experience that i had there and i've been struggling trying to explain this is more 
that they were claiming to be a very powerful light worker. And, you know, you could see the love and the passion that these people have to share, to express, to help others. But what happened in LA, and I'm going to ex- uh, share this experience afterwards, was so different. And I'm going to use the word different. Because what really happened, the identity of this person, or I should say the consciousness, is not really what they're portraying. And I was able to see through it. And it's the same that happened in Melbourne. I was able to see through it. See through the identity, see through the showboat, see through the people that are standing there and saying, I'm this great being, come see me. I will charge you fortunes of money. But somehow, and whether this is through my intuition, whether it's through the connection with Amy, I was able to see through it and able to see something that others can't. And that was the story. Like in Melbourne, the story that got created was so heartbreaking because you can get to see these belief systems that these people are diving into and creating, such as, oh, you trapped my essence in the crystal. And I'm like, well, which, which, really the words I said was, what drugs are you on? Uh, Because the reality of that, who knows? Perhaps it was necessary to see, because what they created was a reality, was an illusion for them. You know, they were saying things such as, oh, the darkness got to you, the darkness got to Amy, I had a look and it's my role to do this and my role to do that. And all I saw was identity, power, control, and ego. And this is from people that are claiming to be light workers and spiritual healers and all this great leadership roles. And yet they present power, control, ego, identity. The conditions that you don't need when you're on this spiritual path. We are learning to ascend into a space of oneness. How can you ascend into a space of oneness, into a space of unity with everything when you are claiming you are something else, when you are holding on to separation? I mean, I struggle with claiming that I am the creative source because it's just an energy structure and everything that I've seen the research that I've come across is saying, well, the creative source is God. So, but, so does that mean that I'm saying that I'm God? No. But what I am saying is that my energy system is that is God-like, is that. Because no matter what we say, we are all children of the ultimate creation. And we don't, don't even, ref- you know, the, in the discussions that I've had with Amy, we don't use the word God because of the human interpretation of power, control. My God is greater than you, therefore you shall die. And the negative connotation or the negative impact that this word God has, well, it's not that. So the conversations that we have with Amy is all about using the words, the ultimate. Now I've been rambling too much into this section. And as I said, I'm going into explaining the LA experience. And the song that I'm gonna be playing is one of my own and it's called Got Me Feeling Light. 
I haven't released this one yet. It's soon to be released on the Hard Activation Music as I'm looking at releasing an album uh, of the dance music that I have created and have forgotten all about. So let's enjoy this new song, Got Me Feeling Like. This is Stephen North and this is Living Sage for Lost for Life.
when those violins kick in, I'm covered in goosebumps. I'm really in love with this song, and I want to make a few more tweaks before I get ready for this release. So that was a very sneak peek preview into the new song. So my US trip was a very big experience. It was all about seeing extremes. And I've still got to write this book um, to, on how I'm going to present it, I don't know. But one of the legs included a road trip to Flagstaff, Sedona, which was absolutely incredible, an amazing officer. And I met so many beautiful people on, on this trip. And when it, and as I said, talking about spiritual identity is, this person kept saying that they were a powerful um, light worker. They would do healings and readings, and they really do help people. But one of the strangest things that I had, and I completely forgot about all these experiences in prior years, is that any time this person went to touch me, my body would say, go away. It would not want to be touched. It would not want to be near or you know, in any form of physical connection with this person. I felt very uncomfortable. Now, I'm not sure if that was in connection with the experience that I was having at the same time, which was um, recovering from food poisoning in Pittsburgh with a very uh, un unhappy uh, digestive system. Uh, and we were also camping on in like a camper van and sitting in car parks where we weren't even sure if there was a toilet, but you know, there were, and it was freaking cold. So anyway, what I saw when I got back to Perth and what got explained to me is that the reason why my body was responding this way is because the person is actually an energy worker. Now, the term energy worker in the spiritual community today is not what it actually means. What it means is connected to an ancient story of when this planetary system was being created. An energy worker, there's only 1,000 souls of these ever incarnated. And they are part of a group that were gifted unique abilities to help the creators of this planet as they were developing the systems. Because they gave these humans these abilities and got the humans to do work on their behalf, the creators that were coming forward uh, would then jump into the portals and go working on other systems and creating other worlds, which is normal. But because they were creating so much uh, space in between their visit visitations the humans these thousand humans took ownership and literally revolted against the creators now not many people will have this experience at all because um i don't know uh i've had it and i had no idea i had no idea why i felt like i wanted to rip the person's head off like I couldn't understand why I was responding this specific way. And when it was happening again in, um, in Flagstaff, I couldn't understand it. I didn't know. I didn't even recognize it. And I didn't even, it couldn't even connect it to a previous experience because I'd completely forgotten about it. So when these, um, so what I was seeing when I was driving, when we were in the, on the road trip was that the group, the creators, we're offering an olive branch to this person to say, hey, come back to the light, everything's forgiven. But what we saw in the communication was that the person, right, as they were, right before they were getting interested in returning, just grabbed their identity 
and turned against it. Like, it was as if... Um, it was kind of like going, here, I've got a chocolate. Come towards the chocolate, come towards the chocolate. And, you know, the let's just say the dog would be going, getting more and more closer, and you're trying to get into the car so you can take it to the vet or something like that. And then at the last minute, the dog goes, oh, no, I'm not doing this. This is a trap. And then runs the other direction. Kind of, kind of like that. Like, you could... That was... You know, not that I'm saying that the, the person's a dog or anything, but I'm saying it's kind of like you could see, I could actually see them getting closer and closer and closer to then holding onto their identity and running the other and going the other direction as if it was like, okay, we failed, never mind, move on. And it's really a hard, exp this is, has been one of the most hardest challenges because no one has ever talking, no one has ever spoken about the history of this experience. Just as no one has ever really spoken about how starseeds were first created on this planetary system. You know, when I'm in Melbourne and seeing this person carrying on saying, oh, everyone who has their eyes closed is a starseed. It's like your consciousness comes from somewhere else. Well, uh, sorry, there's a, a truth bomb that's gonna be here and that a starseed can only happen in the physical because it re uh, re goes back to the uh, fall of Atlantis. It goes back to the deluge just written in the Bible where angels took human as wives. But well, the truth of the story is uh, the Draconians and other alien beings that took human as wives and that was the first time that the starseed blood lineage was created. It doesn't mean that your, um, your consciousness, your personality did not, does not originate from another planetary system because the truth of it is everything does. You know, it's like when people are running around saying, I don't feel like I belong here because I'm from the Pleiades and I should be back and, and I want to go home. It's like, dear, have a look at the universe, have a look at this planetary system. It's got the systems from the Pleiades here, which is why you're here. You know, look closely, you can find the greatest systems of every planetary system ever created on this planet. And this is the planet of unity. You're here to be the leader. You're here to present and represent that unity. Look closer, look deeper, and you will find many different planetary systems on this earth, which is why this is the greatest created, greatest creation ever. So I'm gonna dive into other songs right now, and we will randomly pick one. I've got a bunch of uh, downloads from the record labels, and we'll just dump, uh, dump, we'll just jump straight into a new song. This is Stephen North and the Insatiable Lost for Life.
because it also expresses an area of the passion that I have for music. It also expresses an opportunity of what I love to share uh, when I used to be a DJ and I still like to play around every now and then. You know, hashtag. Um, still got it. <laughs> then the music has always been a part of life. It is a creative aspect. It's also such as artists that are creative. And every person has an aspect of creation. Whether it's programming, whether it's computers, whether it's creating games, whether it's uh, drawing artwork, whether it's singing, dancing, everything is all about creation. And it's creative expression of who we are. And even though I was saying earlier about you know, not having some sort of spiritual identity, uh, it really is not... A, yeah, it's not relate. Creation is not related to that. Uh, it all, creation is all about one way, and that's expression. Whereas, you know, we aren't our jobs, we aren't our experiences, we are who we are, and we are love, and we are all giving our best to do what we can in the systems that we have created, that we have to work with, that we have to comply with, that we are working with, and, you know, we are changing, and we have all eternity to change. So, expressions is really a good way to work. Uh, one of the things Amy was saying in the session this morning that I was listening to is that when we are going through these emotional upheavals, we can actually really flip it rather than being angry at the fact that we are going through these upheavals like I have been, touch wood, you know, I'm going to be honest here, I've not been a very happy camper in the fact that I'm going through these upheavals of massive healing and having to deal with things that I've suppressed. And uh, as Amy says, get your shit together. Um, no, what you say, own your shit, because that's the terms that I use. Um, I've never heard, a, never heard a swear like that before, which is rather interesting. <laughs> so um, when we're going through these emotional upheavals, we need to be able to express them. 
we express them creatively. So if we are feeling angry, then what can we do with this anger? How can we flip into something creative to be able to express the emotion creatively? And because if we express the emotion creatively, we are then able to um, see the wisdom because it's a part of us, it is us. And one of the most important things that Amy was saying is that if we are able to express our emotions creatively, we are moving to an alignment with our soul, with our consciousness. And that is what it's about. As they have said to me back in 2014, that emotions are the language of the soul. If you are emotional, which is what I am, an emotional being, we are able to express more of our soul, more of who we are, more of our consciousness. You know, emotions are not bad. And emotions are amazing teachers. They're filled with wisdom. And that is what we are here, to learn, to grow, to experience, and to be able to feel these emotions, these sensations, these feelings, is absolutely incredible. Amy has always said that she loves being in the physical form. And the reason why is because we get to touch, we get to feel, we get to sense, we get to smell, you know, like smell the flower. And in that moment, when you smell it, remember, this is the only way you are able to smell the flower because we are in physicality. Touch the flower. There are so many things that we have taken for granted when in physicality, which is really the greatest blessing. And that's why these lower dimensions are so profound, because it's not the fact that we are struggling. It's the fact that we have touch, the senses. We get to experience the senses. And that is where the beauty of humanity is. It's the beauty of life, where we can walk the earth and feel it at our feet. The senses, the nerves, think about it, feel into it. Imagine how beautiful the systems are to allow you to feel the sense of that earth at your fingertips, at your feet, at your toes, that you can move your toes. Look at it, see into it. And that is where the beauty of life is. That is where the beauty of creation is because something has expressed its love and gratitude in creation and we're the result of it. Everything around us is the result of something that's been created. Whether we, I mean, sometimes I question it because, you know, toe fungus, that's not really an amazing creation, but it's been created. Okay, the next song that I'm going into is called Freak Come On uh, by Gil Aguilar. Again, on the True House LA record label. This is Stephen North, and this is the station of the life. Shit. Come on, oh, 
cop the shit. Freak, come on. This is Stephen North, and we're coming very close to the end of our segment, and we've covered the little bits of the things that we've been trying to uh, explain in regards to the emotions, what is happening to us at the moment, the frustrations, the experiences, the intensity, the different levels of healing, uh, even as uh, Marlene Swetlashoff with, I think it was Mary Magdalene, was saying that 
those that do not work from a certain space of authenticity um, and humility are being exposed at the moment. And perhaps that is what the experience that I had that I was seeing when in Melbourne, I'm truly unsure and I will leave it with there at that. So what we're looking at doing now when talking with Amy is to bring people that are sensitive together. Those that have been labeled as sensitives and misjudged, mislabeled, and really uh, isolating themselves uh, from the world to come together and get more involved um, with Star Point Nine. Because Star Point Nine is really focusing on creating communities for those that are used to being on their own. Um, that generally isolate themselves from the world and in not to change that pattern or behavior because it's, you know, every person has some sort of behavior or pattern or trend for one reason or another. So we're not here to change that, but what we are here is to provide the community that understands, that can support these people that can support the people that wanting to find somewhere to just step out and if they don't have to talk or don't want to talk they don't have to where that they can sit down and enjoy a group of people that understands what and can relate to what they're experiencing you know having experienced very heavy levels of depression in the past having gone through drug therapy regime having been mislabeled having been misjudged having been misinterpreted having been all this sort of stuff which is why it's so hard to express to tell these stories such as the energy worker such as the um the um other stories that i've just gone blank on um the psychological identity because it's so challenging to express to explain and that we tend to give up and i've been trying to explain this energy worker you know um story and about creation for a few months now and every time i attempt i just give up because it's just so complicated and i get I'm, i get lost in the expression and i'm trying to be accurate and trying to be correct and that's one of the things that lets me down when I'm trying to channel because my um, expression, I expect it to be accurate because of you know the things that can come from sharing misleading information. It's like creating a ball of karma and how many lifetimes is that ball of karma gonna take to work off? So that is why when these spiritual gurus are giving misleading information, they don't know how much damage they're doing to themselves, let alone to the other people. So that is why I've been very anal on, um, very demanding on accuracy of information. And even with an Amy giving me that information and her perspectives and what she sees from her side of things, I still get a little bit you know, hesitant on revealing information, just as a conversation that uh, saying that, okay, the reason why you were seeing this experience is because you had to see what is going through and what is about to happen and then you know a channel like Marlene Swetlashoff brings information through and says this is what's going to happen and I'm like aha resonates because I've experienced it so I'm gonna leave you all with a new song 
And again, this is this one is called Love on My Mind because it has been. Um, it really has been because it's really fascinating, this whole love experience. Actually, I'm not going to end the segment here. We're going straight into the song and I'm going to talk about this love. I'm coming out with it. I'm going to express how much it has shocked my system and the mental craziness of what it is. And, and, and you know what? Let's be honest. I'm going, to exp- I'm going to explore it all and I'm going to have fun with it. So here is Love On My Mind by Boogie Pimps on Pimps Music Record Label. This is Stephen North, the insatiable lust for life.
And welcome back. That was a very interesting track called Love In My Mind by Boogie Pimps. And as I was listening to it, I was like, hmm, if this was my song, I'd remove that layer and add this layer and, you know, remix it myself. Because um, I just love the, what they would call the drop. So on the topic of love, oh my gosh. This whole past few months um, has been just radically intense, uh, fanatically intense, if that's the right terminology, uh, because of what I have suppressed for many years. Um, You know, it was like nine years ago, I separated from my ex-wife. And uh, during that time, it was not... A, it wasn't a pleasurable experience, put it that way. I lost my identity, I became an alcoholic, I was drinking heavily, I didn't go to work, I was on long service leave, thank goodness. And the whole experience of going through this really reshaped uh, me. And then, of course, I uh, had a relationship or two afterwards, which really uh, didn't wasn't healthy either. And the whole concept of love for me, I kind of just surrendered and said, whatever. So then when I got introduced to Amy back in 2015, the whole concept of unconditional love for which she is, the purity really changed my world because when I hit, I had hit rock bottom. I was giving up on life back in 2014. I lost my job. I was going through so much hardships. I lost friendships that shook me up. And the pain that was in the body was death. It was really a struggling experience. So in order to cope with a lot of these experiences, and we're talking about emotions previously, I went through and suppressed everything. I suppressed a lot of the pain. I suppressed a lot of the wounds. And now they're all surfacing for reasons and it's not a pleasurable experience. But one of the greatest things that I'm also seeing about this not so good pleasurable experience is that it's opening the doorway to allow myself for something amazing. Um, When it comes to this whole experience of love, my... uh, Past experiences have not been so good, although you know every relationship did shape part of who I am today. And love is really just, it's an incredible feeling to feel it. Like I've been feeling that energy in the body, you know, and how it could heal and soothe and exciting and waking up from dreams and it's all about creation and expression and love and it's just really a motivational thing to have that in life to have that for yourself you know to be gentle and forgiveness and really for ourselves we need to be we need to be self-forgiving we need to have self-love and as much as amy has said today you know i don't want to hear any complaining from you self-love self-forgiveness off you go um but she said that in such a beautiful and loving way that she's like, you know, if you want to complain, I'm always here for you. And it's that kind of connection with someone that really has a huge impact on life. And that is why I've always encouraged people to connect with their spirit guide because, you know, it takes 30 human years to plan a lifetime. It's not as if you don't know each other. It's not as if you don't have that love, that bond, that union. We all have it. 
and to be able to sit in the space and just radiate that love for any person who is going through such a troubling experience is one of the most, and it's one of the most beautiful things we can do for anyone to just allow them to be in their space and we just sit there and we're like yeah we're cool you know we're cool buddy and that's what friendship is about like my whole concept of what i want to achieve if if and when there's a new relationship coming forward is to develop the friendship because the friendship to me is so important so beautiful to have that foundation of something so strong because at the same time when you're developing that friendship you get to learn more about them you get to develop the trust you get to develop the honesty the integrity and to be able to sit there and go i'm happy to be in this space with this person with no barriers no boundaries no secrets and that is the most beautiful thing anyone can have to be seen and not just at the human level but to be seen at the soul level and not have to hide is such a beautiful experience to be shared and i wish that for everyone i wish that for myself and this whole concept of love i mean I, as i was saying to a friend today earlier this morning i said i love romance even though you ask my ex-wife she'll say that I'm a failure because you know when I proposed it was in the middle of a cemetery and the horse took off and shat everywhere and you know and the picnic was really terrible and that's a whole new story because even the ants took off with a picnic blanket it's like I really should have seen the signs right but you know I was young and it was the thing to do and it helped me get to where I am today it was life changing for me although it I led it led me to the understanding the mind it led me into research it led me into development like I've been I'm researching into mental health for as long as I can remember because I started it at the age of 18 if not earlier and, you know the heart activation music is not just a fad it's not just something that got created it's not something that got channeled it was something that's been experienced and that's what i offer i offer lifetimes of experience even as amy was saying in the in one of the lifetimes that we had together i started out in the gutters eating from the food eating food from the gutters not knowing what i'm going to be eating next and then through these hardships through these tough experiences we learn an appreciation and love for life that we wouldn't have if we didn't start from the top so This is Stephen North with Amy North. And I really hope that I've managed to convey a lot of information even though these segments are short with the music. This is the insatiable lust for life. And I look forward to speaking to you again. Um I'm holding a group session on the 7th of July in Perth and there's a few more. We've got coffee groups, we've got business groups coming up. There's so much more coming. And we want to get you involved. Um I still need to develop the Starpoint 9 website. I'm working on client websites. So come and have a coffee with me. We're going to be around the pond pending weather. I'm trying to look for hiking, more trails because there's so many different things I want to do. And if you ever need a friend to talk to, it's Stephen North. You can book me, you can book an appointment on my website stephennorth.com.au. And we look forward to sharing the insatiable lust for life with you again. Thank you all. Have a beautiful day.
Welcome to the Insatiable Lust for Life with Stephen North.